Welcome to Let's Talk with Allie and Albie. Hey everybody, welcome back to Let's Talk for another episode. Um, This is Albie. And Allie. And this is our first one where we've actually been able to talk together. Finally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we're going to just share a little bit about who we are, why we're doing Let's Talk, what brought us, what brought us to this point. So I'm going to ask Allie to open up with a scripture, I think that was on our heart. Yeah, um, I'm going to open up with a scripture from Isaiah 61. Um, This scripture is one that my sister and I have shared over the last few years of our life um, when it comes to the call of God on our lives. And I'm going to read it to you guys right now. It says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor, they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the, re- the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and so, you know, this applies to us because we've known from a very long time that there's been a specific calling on our lives. Um, sometimes the word calling comes with such a big weight because it feels like you should know exactly what you're supposed to do or what field you're supposed to be in or there's some big magic door that God opens for you and you'll just know the path. But that hasn't been how we've walked our journey. It's been more of a hodgepodge of events that have led to open doors and just being available mm-hmm. and open to how God moves you know, mm-hmm. in our lives. And um, one thing we've realized that's just very common in our lives is that God places people in our lives that um, we can minister to because of the things we've been through in our lives, whether it's difficulties or grieving or being an underdog or feeling like you don't fit in. Um, If you want to call it, we feel like we're called to the misfits and Mm -hmm. we ourselves are misfits and have come to embrace that now that this is who God calls us to be. And um, we're going to keep doing this until the day he comes. So this is our calling. And um, it's just now that Let's Talk is allowing us to get the word out about Christ, that we can talk about him unashamedly and hopefully be some of his vessels that would usher in an end time movement that we believe God is bringing to this earth. Um, well said. And you know, a lot of, when you talk about, you know, the, we kind of named this episode, the call and the weight that comes with the call, quote unquote, um, and that it's really a journey And I used to have those questions too, you know, God, what's the call, you know, what's the call of my life? But once you answer to the Holy Spirit and say, come into my life and take control Mm -hmm. and be the head of my life, you are in the call. 
Right. Regardless of the positions that you have in life. Right. The position of being a sister or a wife or a husband or a brother, the position that you have in your occupation or the position that you have at your church, that's not the call. That's a position. Your your call is what I'm learning is the journey along the way to answer. That's right. When the spirit says, go speak to that person, go pray for that person. Mm-hmm. Why don't you text that person? How about sending a card? Why don't you sit down beside that homeless person? Right. Why don't you, who's that lady in front in the line? Go give her a hug or buy her coffee. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. That's actually answering the call. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm learning, yes. you know? Um, but in the very beginning, you know, as we were younger, there were things that happened in our lives that led us to um, many different paths. Mm-hmm. And we just want to share some of that because maybe some of you can relate. Maybe you're going to be taken on some journeys yourself in your call. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need encouragement to say, okay, um, I'm in his will. Right. It's okay. Yeah, and so we're going to be pretty vulnerable and share um, one of the stories, one of the most pivotal stories that connect Amory and I on a deeper level as sisters and as friends and now as business and ministry partners. I guess I should interject and say, yes, we are actually sisters. So. <laughs> I'm Amory. <laughs> I'm the oldest, older, older sister. Just accept it. Oldest. Most times I'm pegged as the youngest, so that's, <laughs> it's a wonderful blessing. Um, and then <laughs> Allie and I have been blessed to be four years younger, born on Albie's birthday. Mm-hmm. So the day that I came into the world, her life, you know, changed such a big way. It did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's a, yep, she's a birthday robber. It's okay. That's what I do. Yep. And so we've been celebrating our birthdays together since the moment she entered the earth. <laughs> and do you hear her enthusiasm, guys? I'm yeah. excited about it. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, we are. We are best friends. We are best friends. Um, sorry if you hear our dog in the background. That's just Castle. Real life. He's part of our life. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So I'm going to um, run through this a little bit. And I got to back it up because we're from Florida, South Florida. And so we lived there most of our, most of our lives in Fort Lauderdale. And... <laughs> At the time, you know, we were going to a, a pretty big mega church in Fort Lauderdale and had done some awesome things with them, but um, we felt just a little bit restless in our lives, to be honest, and we started asking God-challenging questions, like, what else is there? You know, we've been here for so long, what else do you have for us, and what's the next step? Um, and, well, to put it shortly... We were big fans of this Christian boy band mm-hmm. called Plus One. Shout out. You're out there still? <laughs> They're not. Okay. It's like the Christian <laughs> version of NSYNC, okay? They were seriously very talented. Seriously. But mostly very cute. Very cute. Let's just put it out there. You know, and so. they were international. It was like diverse group, right? Yeah. So there was not just a representation. It diversity. Was, right, diversity. Boom. So that caught our eyes, yeah. you know, living in South Florida. Yeah. And then their voices were amazing. And at that time, there's not, there was never a group like this. Never. You know, for us Christian kids to actually say, oh my gosh, you know, that's Justin Timberlake. Right. So we had our, you know, we all had our favorites in the group. That's right. 
And um, yeah, they were coming in concert. Yeah. And so we found out this concert was going to be in this other part of Florida called Lakeland. And we had never heard of Lakeland. Never heard of it. Researched it. We were like, that's interesting. Seems kind of small. Yeah, why would they be here? Yeah. Random. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Pretty pretty big church, it seems like. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the, the church's name was Carpenter's Home Church. And we all planned this trip to go see them in concert. We, being my sister and I, at the time, one of our really good friends and also another friend that our friend had us connect to, who eventually we all became roommates. Right. Okay. So we were all introduced through this through this band and through this idea that we're going to take a road trip. Yeah. Random. We're going to take a road trip. <laughs> and so one of the young ladies lived in Philly. Shout out. And uh, <laughs> she came down to South Florida. She was like, oh, yeah. She was excited. You know, she was brand new believer. Like, baby just believer. a yeah. few weeks. Yeah. Um, and then our, our longtime friend. And so all four of us were like, we're going to take this road trip. We're doing this. And I, you know, of the group, I'm the oldest. <laughs> I had never, in my, I want to preface it to say, I'd never really thought of leaving South Florida. Right. And so asking these questions, I was like, Lord, suppose there is something beyond this. Like, I'd never thought of it, of leaving, ever. Ever. A lot of young people think, I can't wait to get out of here. I just wasn't that personality. I was just like, I'm good. I'm in a great church. We're being used. And all of a sudden, the stirring. Right. And then this amazing opportunity to go on this trip. So we decided, no money. Hey, God provided, though, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) So we planned this, and we, we worked it out, and we drove there. My little Kia. In her little Kia. Shout out to those days. <laughs> but you know what? Um, God had different plans, I guess. And to some unfortunate events, the, con- the concert got canceled. And let's just say, guys, we were so bummed. Uh, not only, you know, we're missing out on eye candy. We're missing out on an awesome opportunity to be, <laughs> to honestly be around some awesome Christian believers and just be in the atmosphere that we hadn't been around in quite some time. But instead of leaving, we all decided collectively, let's just hang out in this small city mm-hmm. and see what it has to offer. I mean, we're here. We did all this planning. We got the time off. You know, let's go visit the church anyways. Mm-hmm. Now, i got to back this up and say. Yes, please back it up. Um, one of my spiritual giftings is um, God speaks to me through visions and dreams. Um, and I had this vision. At the time, I thought it was a dream, but it's a vision, obviously, now. Um, this vision was pretty clear. It was in, about in 2001. And And let's back it up to say that, okay, so we were going to go on this trip, um, and we left thinking there was a concert. Right. We get into town, and there's no concert. Right. We get to the hotel room, and we realize now, okay, what are we going to do? Right. We decide to take a nap. That's always good. Allie took a nap. Which is not me these days. Can't do it. She can't Mm -hmm. do it. And Mm -hmm. then she had this vision. Um, She woke up, and... And shared the vision with us girls, and then we, we prayed over it. But Right. So I had this vision, and I was like, guys, I haven't even seen the inside of, this, of, of the church, but I had a vision of a church. Um, it had burgundy seating, lots of burgundy seating all around the auditorium. And, you know, I saw this um, elderly man with a sweet face in my dream. And I also saw a younger pastor underneath him, and I knew they were connected. I guess one was the associate, one was the the lead pastor, I wasn't sure in my, in my dream, but you know, in my dream, 
we were sitting in like a front row of this church and it was me and my sister and all my roommates and this man called us up i'm speaking about the younger pastor now to the altar and in my dream he prayed over us and the holy spirit who we truly believe in um fell on us in a very powerful way and it was demonstrated by us actually falling out on the floor in this dream which i'm deathly afraid of very afraid of like no control of my body who who, who's down for that you know (laughs) um but that's what i saw and you know there was more things in the dream little tiny details but i woke up and it felt so real that my heart was beating so fast and i told my sister i told my roommates like like albie said and so well after she told us the dream and i said okay so let's keep that in mind all right because maybe something's supposed to happen maybe we're supposed to go to this church still right maybe we're supposed just do that maybe let's just be obedient to god through the dream right you know what i've learned is obedience even when you don't understand better than sacrifice right so and one thing i always say is okay if it's a true spiritual gifting okay then let's listen to the you know the prophet or let's listen to the dream or whatever i have this obedience in my heart about that um even though sometimes that's scary and uh, of the unknown right so we decided that we were going to go to church that Sunday, Sunday morning. Evening, morning, right? Or morning, okay. And we went to the service, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was kind of, it's a very large auditorium, mm-hmm. but the actual congregation was smaller. Mm-hmm. And we walk in, um, and we did go towards the front. Um, we went towards the front in the morning, and then, but nothing happened. Mm-hmm. We left the service. Right after that and we went down by a park right if you remember yes i do and uh, um (laughs) park with the swans and the ducks yes not my friends yeah um that's a different story um but yeah so we sat around by the by the lake you know and it's my first time and it was so peaceful for me this part of the experience was a god experience for me i felt a peace that i'd never really felt before and we walked up some streets and we saw some townhomes and we saw places for rent for like $400 a month. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, uh, maybe maybe I could live here. 2001, guys. 2001. 2001 prices. <laughs> all right. Um, things were a little different back then. Um, I'm like, but maybe, maybe I could live here, Lord. Like I've never, I didn't go away to college, so maybe you could give me this opportunity and I said to the Lord um, an inner prayer that I didn't share with my sister until later on our way back home. But I said, Lord, if you, if you want us to, you know, me to do anything here, um, you'll give me a sign. And I asked him for some specific stuff, right. which I'll share a little later. But we're going to get back to that Sunday. Right. So after the Sunday morning service, that evening we were like, we felt pretty bummed, you know, and you think God's going to do something and you think you know the outcome and then something different happens. So I was still kind of expectant, but we were, to be honest, a little somber, mm-hmm. um, a little moody mm-hmm. in our feelings. But we still went ahead and we were like, you know what? I found out. We found out on the website that they actually have an evening service too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went to Sunday evening service and we walked in. Just being honest, it was really crickets. It mm-hmm. was like, I want to say maybe the most, maybe a 10 or 15 people people in the congregation that evening very quiet very different from the morning service we had attended earlier 
But, you know, I looked around me and it's like, you know, when you have a slow motion moment and deja vu, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. It hit me very slow that these chairs that we have been sitting in this Sunday were very familiar to me. Mm -hmm. The same burgundy chairs that I'd seen in my vision. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, as I looked around me, I saw the elderly man from my dream. No Mm -hmm. joke. His exact face. His exact face. The exact um, suit he was even wearing. And I found out that the younger pastor underneath him was his son. Mm -hmm. So here we are at this evening prayer service, just kind of like in the front row ready to receive. And I'm sure you can probably guess what happened at this point. But people began to um, share the testimonies. The pastor opened up the floor for people just to share testimonies about how God's been working in their lives. And Amri, go ahead and take it over about what our roommate did, our baby believer sister. Right, so our baby believer sister, <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't know. All of a sudden, she was up there on the front, <laughs> and she grabbed the microphone, and she was not a shy person. Um, and she was just, you know, when she had a, an amazing experience of change in her life. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nobody else in her family was mm-hmm. a believer. Mm-hmm. So she grabbed the microphone and just started in her Philly way telling... <laughs> her testimony and sharing what God had done and how this Jesus that, you know, he found her and that she knows for sure that he's God and like, she's on fire and she can't believe it. Yeah. And after the testimony, she also says, you know, we did something kind of crazy this weekend. My roommates and I, we just obeyed God and came out here to Lakeland for a concert that was canceled and we still obeyed and we came here tonight and here we are and um, we're just here and we're thankful to God. And I don't remember what else she said, but what I do remember <laughs> is a surreal moment where we're all sitting there freaked out, palms sweating because we're like, oh, we're being called out. Oh, we're being looked at. And um, the pastor proceeds to go, you know, come on up here to the front, all of you. So that's what the four of us did. We went up to the front at the altar, just like my dream. And this young pastor was afraid to get kind of close to us. I guess he felt the power of God is what he was saying um, all over us. And before he began to even get a good prayer out and he put his hands in the air and began to speak words of life over us. And I'm telling you guys, I've never seen or felt or experienced anything like this since. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you the truth. We're not freaky deaky weird Christians, but this is what it is. The four of us fell to the floor. Simultaneously. Simultaneously. He didn't touch us. There was no, there was no slapping no of blowing. the coat. No blowing of the wind. <laughs> Gone with the wind. None of that. No hands. No hands. No hands. We fell as one unit under the power of the Holy Spirit. And I don't remember what happened because we all fell out. Some of us speaking other languages, heavenly languages, and just were in a moment with the Lord that I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like this warm cocoon. And I had... Uh, a moment with the Lord where I just was like praying I'm asking for more of his um, direction more of his power in my life um, I wanted to see him move and and I just surrendered parts of me that weren't surrendered to that yes to the unexpected weren't surrendered to the supernatural that I'd always kind of shied away from yeah and that was my experience. Yeah. And for me, I, I just remember being feeling so close to God. I'm like, God, if I, if I never thought you were real ever in my life, I sure I know you are now. 
um, God was with me and God was putting a, a knowing in my heart that you're supposed to be here tonight and you're supposed to be here, period. And that scared me because just like Al Marie, I'm like, I'm a Florida girl, I love my South Florida. But inside I had a knowing that God was going to transition and do some big shifting, but I had no idea how. And you know, when we came out of, um, <laughs> we came out of this trance, I want to call it, off the floor, people had begun to leave the building. I mean, people were starting to leave. That's how long, guys, that we were on the floor <laughs> with the Lord. Because with the Lord, there's no time and space. Right. So we had no idea. There was a holy hush in the room. And we were just with him in intimacy. And I guess I'm going to dare say my sister got her sign that she had prayed for at the park. Am I right? Was that one of the signs, Almarie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he knows how I am, and I'm, like, really practical. Yeah. You know, this practical-minded, everything, all the ducks have to be in a row. Mm-hmm. Not the ducks at the lake, but, yeah. you know, the ducks okay, yeah. in your life. <laughs> so they have to be in a row, and, um, you know, I need signs upon signs to know that I'm supposed to do anything. Right. You know? Right. And so I left there that night with a, everything that happened in the vision happened verbatim. Yes. yes. And that pastor prayed over us and we fell as a unit. And I knew that something was supposed to take place. Yes. Something. And I made up in my heart. I was like, Lord, if you want me to come back to this church, if you want me to move me or my sister or all of us here, you're going to make a way. Yeah. Then. Um, I don't know what you want to do here, though. What's why so here? special about here? Right. You know, why Lakeland and why now? And what's it about us? You know? Right. What's, we're not special. And so we left that evening and, you know, we had enough gas money to go home. We stopped by a Wendy's <laughs> to, you know, to mm-hmm. eat a little bit and stuff. And, um, and then we headed back out. You know, some other cool things happened there that we'll share probably later in the future, but that we headed back home. And um and then yeah, and then um, you know, I we get home and we got home pretty late. Yeah, it's pretty late. And so, you know, we grew up in a very strict home. Um, and our father, I mean, he's the head of the household, he's the leader, and there's a bit of respect there and a bit of uh, maybe unnecessary fear, but definitely um, a lot of respect. And I know that if he's not on board, then nothing was going to happen for me. Yeah. And I had asked the Lord by the lake. I said, Lord, if you want me to move here, you will tell my dad. Yes. I have to interject, Elmarie. And just a quick backup. Um, I mean, we're a huge advocates for mental health. Woohoo! I see you talk. Shout out to my yep. local church, okay? Um, but we, our dad struggled with mental health in a really serious way, and um, which caused him to to not be able to have a intimate relationship with his daughters. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he would come into these other like a trance like state where he was clear of mind and could speak to us and be, you know, a really great dad and a great spiritual leader. And there was times where it was like, who are we with, you know? But in this moment that Amory's talking about, we needed the spiritual father we grew up with 
to kind of give us his blessing. Yeah. All right. We still knew that the, the blessing of a father, regardless of how he is, right, how he's acting, who he is, and how you feel, um, I knew that that was important. That's right. I told the Lord, I'm obedient to a fault. Even though my life is in pain right now, even though um, my relationship with my father is very strained, um, I need my father's blessing. That's right. I'm not going to do anything without his blessing. I told the Lord that. I said, I stick by your word, and I want the blessing of my father. That's right. And that was the intimate thing that I asked for. And I said, you will tell him, he will know that I'm supposed to go, right. and he will tell me that I'm supposed to go. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm asking for. I'd never been so plain, and I don't even know if I've ever been as precise and plain since then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, I was very specific with the Lord and told him, this is what I need, and then I will know. Right. I never talked to him like that before. Right. And so we walk in with our little bags and our luggage and everything. With our roommates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with our roommates. It was late. Um, and we have a, you know, it's a second-story home. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I get in, you know, my, my mom was there. She was like, hey, girls, and, you know, greeting us back. And my dad was upstairs, and he comes to greet us. He's walking on the upstairs hallway. And I see him, and he looks down from the banister, and he just looks down at me. (laughs) And he tells us, he says, you girls had a wonderful time. You had a time in the Lord. And Al-Marie, if you're supposed to leave, and if you are supposed to go there, I give you my blessing. I get goosebumps still to this day. I (laughs) burst out in tears. I had never experience anything like that it was it was unreal guys it makes me emotional even now because um it was one of those moments where you got to realize that sometimes you know you, you you read about king saul and there was moments where he's with the lord and there's moments right. where he's tr- troubled and plagued by that depressive spirit right and so but yet there when the lord is upon someone god will use anyone he and he will still be clear. He will still speak. He will still speak in the midst. And for me, he gave me what I asked for. Mm. And at, from that moment, I said, okay. I said, Daddy, you know, I felt God there. I felt that I was supposed to move there. But I asked the Lord to, for your blessing. He was like, well, you have it, daughter. <laughs> you have it, my daughter. Yeah. Those were, that's how he was speaking to me at that moment. You have it, my daughter. Felt like I was in the Bible, but <laughs> got the blessing, mm-hmm. and we didn't know what to do from there. We're just like, okay, how are we going to move there? Why are we moving there? And then the four of us girls were like, well, we're not supposed to be separated. Right. We're supposed to room together. Which was the crazier part, that we all mm-hmm. felt the same call mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So now I'm working, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm working at Publix at the time, supermarket. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, you know, now we're supposed to answer the call. Yeah. And I hate to do this to you guys, but we're going to leave you on a little cliffhanger here. <laughs> There's a lot of steps that take us to the journey right. of Lakeland. And our next episode, we'll give you some more of this story of the call part two. Thanks yeah. for being with us. We hope that this first part, part one, will encourage you to know that the call is a journey. Yes. The calls of journey, guys. And my closing words, um, 
from Allie here, <laughs> is that sometimes you're looking for your ministry and you're already walking in it just by being available. It's the everyday things mm-hmm. that God is calling us to. And we have to just be available to that. But as you take those obedient small steps, the door opens wider and wider. Mm-hmm. And that's something I want to encourage you guys to start to just take the steps. And I guess this week, if you're listening, whatever week it is in, you know, we don't try to mandate the dates on this one because you could be listening in the future and this this hits you um, right where you're at. Yeah. But I guess a challenge that I would have for me and my sister and for anybody that's listening to this podcast, get specific Take the dare, take a leap of faith, and go to him and be specific. Yeah. Be more specific. and um, It says make your request down. Yeah. And he make means your request down. Yeah. He's going to answer. It may not be in the way that you expect him to answer. It's never the same way twice. Um, but when you ask for clarity, he shows up with clarity. That's right. You know, he will guard, he'll protect you, he will lead the way. And we know that his word says that he's a light unto our feet and a light, you know, a lamp unto our path. Yeah. So um, he's going to do that for you this week. And we're going to end here and we're going to just bless you. Have a blessed week. Have a blessed week, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Join us again for part two. And if you have questions in between, just remember that you can go to our um, the Anchor app, download the app. Subscribe to our channel by pressing the star. Mm-hmm. Look for Allie and Albie. Let's talk. Or press in, let's talk. Mm-hmm. And we would like to hear from you. And there's a feature when you do download the app that you'll be able to send us messages. So download the app, send a voice message, hit us up, say what you think of the episode. If you have questions, if there's a topic that you want us to cover in the yeah. future, or just a nice shout out. Love y'all. Bye.